Good morning. I'm Peter Inch along with Steve Gilbert. We are the co-hosts of the Inch by Inch, the ultimate home comfort show presented by Roy Inch and Sons Heating, Air Conditioning and Plumbing, a service experts company, a nine-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, seven-time winner of the London Free Press Best of London, and a three-time winner of the Consumer's Choice Award, or sorry, of the uh, Top Choice Award. We thank you for listening today. Hope you'll be able to listen every Saturday morning as we provide you, our listeners, with some information on your heating, air conditioning, and plumbing. But most importantly, we'd like you to be part of the show, so send in your questions to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and you can listen next Saturday as we will answer those questions. How's Mr. Gilbert? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yep. You had a good Friday. You didn't have to work? I did not. So, and it... uh, it's the weather's been this past week has been different. We've had some beautiful days. We've had some cold days. Um, but uh, I was out golfing this past week. Where are you? How was that? Played nine holes with my children. Oh. Uh, and it was good. We were out at Twin Streams. I had never played it. All right. When I had my knee operated on, I went for drives out that way. And I kept driving by it, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to play this course. I drive by it all the time. So we played uh, played nine on Tuesday and uh, in the morning, and it was good. We were done in an hour and a half. Really? So it was really worked out really well. And just to keep you up to date, 1,089 Facebook likes. Is that a fact? So we keep moving. So it's going in the right direction. And we should apologize to the listeners. The songs were picked by Steve this week because I've been off on vacation. Yeah, they were picked by me. Uh, and, and what's the theme that you picked? Giving thanks. It's Easter. I want to be thankful. Thankful for everything I have. So out of the four, I give a, a thumbs up to one that's a gold medal song. Really? Yeah. One. Yeah, by Andrew Gold. So got to consider that gold medal. The other ones, yeah, you call me, I call it Ditto, but you call it what? Dido. Dido. Uh, and then a couple of oldies but goodies. So we'll, yes. uh, so we'll hey, see. We'll I'm see. sure Mr. Wise will be very pleased with my song choices. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to see if he calls in. And, right. And says how it's going. And playoffs in curling. Yes, well, we had a, we, we came up against, um, we played Scott McDonald on the weekend, or I'm sorry, on, on Tuesday. So uh, we had a very good game, but um, we kind of ran out of gas, and he stepped on the accelerator. So uh, that's so much for that. But we're still in it because we we play the next week, and if we win that game next week, there's three of us at a, at a three-way tie at 2-1. And, uh, of course, Scott just got back from the bubble in Calgary. He played right. Played in the Briar, so it's not like he was an average player. Right, it's not like I was, I, you know, I was playing a softie by any means. But yeah, I was a little disappointed in my in what I did. So yeah. Anyway, now the the Godfather of plumbing, Dan Peterson, who I curl with, uh, had the game of his life. Did he? And because I did not have the game of my life, oh. I did not play very well. But he held us in there, and now we're two and zero. Right. One game left, so we should be in the one-two game for the for the championship. 
uh, and we'll see how that goes. But he, uh, we, had, we had a lot of fun that game, and uh, I made a couple of good shots, but Dan drew buttons and uh, wiki-tickies in and off things, and we ended up uh, coming out. I think it was 6-2 to two was the final score. Oh, was that right? Nice. So it was a good good game. So thanks, Dan, for all your hard work keeping the uh, Keeping me in the game, I think I was still on vacation when we were curling. That just wasn't quite there, or I could have been tired from golfing because I golfed in the morning and curled in at night. So uh, the new me might have said that was enough. Okay, but and what, what do you call it? Like we're sandbagging. Yes, we we don't pull, you know you we just curl. You you just you just you're, you do nothing 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 all season long. Drop to the basement in the league. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you say, okay, now it's time to turn the switch on. Well, it, let's it, let's play well. It, yeah. It's one word, playoff. <laughs> when the when the word playoff says it, it's like, okay, now no more fun. We're here to win, and we, and we play that way. And but during the year we're just having fun out there because that's that's what we should do. And of course, in the bubble, the, the World Men's Championship is on, right? So they're uh, they're playing pretty good out there. Canada is uh, the botcher team out of Alberta. Yeah. We hope um, they carry the flag high and do well, and we'll be cheering them on. But they got some stiff competition. Yes, they um, do. They got Scotland's pretty good. Sweden's pretty good. Switzerland's pretty good. The U.S. Well, we have to say they're good because they're the Olympic champs. They are right, but uh, but I would say the other ones are, in my mind, are. Who did you better. say again? Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Sweden. Sweden. Switzerland. Switzerland. And then you know. Canada. Canada, and then kind of the U.S. We have to include, but. Yeah. Then you also have. What about your friends, the Russians? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're not going to do very good. <laughs> well, they're going to win some games. Yeah, oh well, yeah, they'll all win games. They're all good teams, but yes. but we'll yeah, Russians no. <laughs> and what about the Chinese then? Um, it, it, you don't know with them because they, of course, they're a what I call a professional team. They're paid by the government to curl. Right. So they can either come out and be really good, or they can. It really depends. It really depends where they've been playing or if they've been playing. But but they're really there's been no competition for them per se. So. Which is hard. Yeah. Uh, so, which maybe gives us a little bit of an advantage because we have been, you know, they just came out of the briar. So, um, hopefully that helps us uh, during these world championships. Yeah. Um, so I had a question that came in here that that said, I have a clouding on my fireplace glass. What does this mean? It means it's time for maintenance, time for cleaning. So... Um, how that happens is all all natural gas. Um, when you burn it, it produces uh, one of the one of the byproducts is moisture. So you'll see when you when you first turn that fireplace on, the glass always kind of bogs up, but that fog kind of dissipates. But during that whole dissipation process, off and on, off and on, off and on, there's a residue left behind, and that residue turns like a milky white, and eventually it just kind of it does it gradually. You may not notice it, but by the end of the year, you're looking at your glass and you really can't see the fire quite as nicely as you could. So really, we would just come and do a maintenance. We would take that glass off and we would, we would use the proper solution to clean.
clean that glass with because Windex is not what you clean it with. It's not, it's bad for it. So we use a, por- a porcelain or a stove top cleaning solution to clean that glass to make sure that we don't scratch it. And then they'll clean all that up, redo the embers, check the gas valve, make sure everything's working properly, make sure the logs are in the right spot, and then make it look like it was brand new again. Yeah, and it's, it's, we call, we use cooktop cleaner because that's what you use on ceramic cooktop yes. to get all of that, you know, burned on food and everything, spillage from the cooking your potatoes and things like that. And it, and it works very well removing that off uh, a gas fireplace as well. And Windex doesn't work. I was like, Windex is my go-to, Steve. I well, use Windex for everything. You shouldn't. You, you you can use it, but you shouldn't use it. And what's it do when you... It can just stain it? Well, it can scratch it, actually. And then you, if you scratch it, then you're you're in trouble. And that's the same with paper towels. Yes. Paper towels are, have glass in them. Yeah. You have to be careful. Make sure you use the proper... That's why they don't recommend them to clean your glasses. That's why my glasses have a whole bunch of scratches on them. Ah. So live and learn. So the, uh, are you getting busy out there? People calling about air conditioning? It's starting. Um, it's, it's, we're just in that transition period. So we're turning over um, and then, but we are, we're getting some traction again. So, which means we'll start booking up. And then uh, just the other thing you have to concern yourself is, you know, we're, we're probably gonna experience a, a price increase here soon. Uh, it's, it happens usually in the first quarter. so end of first quarter. And based on what they're telling us with the pandemic and cost of steel and materials, um, that cost is going to go up. So if you're if you're sitting on the fence, you better get it done because it's not just us. The industry is getting a, getting a price increase. So that'll be reflected in all the equipment pricing going forward. And also keep in mind that um, there's probably going to be some product shortages again. So if you just... You, like the lumber industry, uh, same sort of thing. They're telling people if you want to order your your fencing and decking and stuff, you better get that done because they just can't guarantee that it's going to be around in one month, two months, three months, whatever the time period is. Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we will be back after these short messages. So, Steve, your song, so I better let you explain it. Go ahead. Who was that? A Sly and the Family Stone. What are you talking about? And what's that, like the 60s? <laughs> not not the 60s. It'll be in the 70s, though, but yes, not the 60s. You know that song. Don't tell me you don't know that song. And that song's called Thank You? Yes. Okay. All my songs are going to have the word thank you in it because that's what we're in. So 
season of Easter. And just, as I said, want to be thankful for all the, all the blessings I have. Even got to say thank you for this job, although, you know, some days don't make me feel that way, but I'm just saying thank you anyways. Well, Steve, thank you for being here today, being part of the show. You're really what carries this show. I'm the anchor, you know, but you're you're really the person who carries this show. Well, it's on tape, too, so I gotta, yeah. I'll just keep this tape, and we're, we're gold. Thank you. Yeah, Matt, edit that out if you can. <laughs> so, no, now, we got a call in says, what causes my furnace to keep recycling? So I think they mean short cycling. Right. So you'll notice that, well, there's a, there could be a couple things. If it's, uh, it could be running on limit. So what limit is, is furnace is overheating. It could be overheating because you haven't changed the filter. And so that furnace is overheating, can't get any air past that heat exchanger. And there's a limit switch which says, I'm too hot, I need to turn off, and it shuts it down. So that's option one. Uh, so please... Check your filter, make sure your filter's changed so that your furnace doesn't do that, or you could damage the heat exchanger and then you're into worse problems. That's one idea. The other idea is it's gotten warmer outside. Mm -hmm. So because it's warmer outside, that furnace, which is probably the right size for your house in January and February, may not, it's way too big for what it is when it gets to be five degrees or six degrees or 10 degrees outside. So because of this warmer weather, your furnace doesn't, your house doesn't need as much heat and so it's completing that heating cycle pretty quickly and shutting down. So um, usually a furnace which is doing that, it's probably, uh, it's probably older technology. We have newer stuff these days, which is designed for a longer run time because we're either telling the furnace to run in a low and then a high, or we're telling the furnace to, to run like adaptive cruise control. So whatever, whatever, however much heat the house wants, it's actually matching it perfectly and giving out exactly what it wants. So it's designed to give long run times, and long run times doesn't mean you're burning more gas. Long run times means you're burning less gas because we're not firing the furnace at as much capacity, and we're extending the run time, making it more efficient, more comfortable, and uh, cost less to operate. And you should have the air conditioner on anyways. It's, it's March. Right. Well, it's April. Well, if, if you're living at your house, the air conditioner's yeah. on, yes. Yeah. And in my car, the air conditioner's on. Really? Yeah, I got the air conditioner going everywhere. You can't just open the window? No, and my allergies. And I've noticed my allergies are starting to act up a little more. Are they? Yeah, so the, the trees are starting to come out and the grass is starting to grow and the allergies are starting to happen. So now we shut it all up in my car, so I just got to run from my car to the office and run from my car to the home. Oh. And, there, and, and watch the dog run in the backyard while I sit in the nice... You sit in your oasis? Clean air. Yeah. Good to know. But I get recycling, dirty filter can cause that big Absolutely, time. yeah. So that's first thing to check is make sure that's okay. Yeah. And if it keeps happening, call us, get a guy out there. Uh, and and see what I can do, or see what you can do. Right, because that 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 uh, that limit switch is a safety device. So um, if your furnace is running on limit, uh, you need to get that fixed because if that device ever fails, that's not a good thing. Now the next one's kind of funny. It said I received an email from my thermostat. <laughs> 
What did it say? First, is it legitimate? And then second, should I pay attention to it? You know, funny you mention that. I received an email from my thermostat. Didn't you? Yeah. What did yours say? My thermostat told me, just let me see if I can find it here, because it's quite good. It told me it was time to change the filter. So um, even though I'm in the business, time passes, and you just lose track, right? So I set up in my, in my program that I should change my filters. So the thermostat was simply reminding me that, Steve, it's time to change that filter. So these can be legitimate, and they are, they're normally a reason. This one, they attached a copy of it, but it, it said there was a problem with the furnace. Okay. And uh, when uh, the office showed it to myself, I went, well, yeah, you need to get a service tech out there to take a look at it. It mis misfired or didn't fire once, and I said that could have been a fluke or there could be a problem, and we need to get out there and take a look at it. Right. So... So smart thermostats will send you messages if they determine, number one, you need your filter changed. Yeah. Number two, you've got a problem with your furnace or, or misfired. They also will do, so I, I also set on my thermostat um, parameters. So if it gets too cold in the house or too hot in the house, it's going to send me uh, it's going to send me a message. If I have too much moisture or too little moisture in the house, it's going to send me a message. So I have all that turned on in my thermostat with the parameter set. Just so the too hot or too cold is just important because you could be doing something and, and your furnace has shut off and the temperature is dropping in the house. And so you're thinking, well, there's no reason it should be going to 10 degrees. I better call somebody because something's up. Yeah. So watch out here. Your thermostats are emailing you. They are. So you think you're getting spam. Now you're getting email thermostats. Now, this next one is can be a problem, and it can be, um, I'm going to talk, I'll read, them, I'll read it, you can answer it, and then I'll talk about another scenario that happened. It said, but I see my neighbor as a type of cover over his events to prevent animals from pulling things in or climbing into them. Do you sell these covers? If not, where can I get them? Wow. So uh, covers for vents. If 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 you open up the if you open go down to your furnace and find your furnace manual, you will find that you should not be covering those vents with anything. Uh, if you do, chances are something is going to happen uh, that that vent's going to seal up, and then that furnace is not going to turn on. It's going to be a, it's going to be a no heat situation. Um, so. I know people are worried about animals crawling in there. Uh, it typically, like, it typically does not happen. Um, sometimes you get some bees kind of nesting inside there, but you'll you'll see that right away. But um, you're not, you shouldn't put any type of screen or cover or anything over there. It isn't approved by the furnace manufacturer, and that's right in the manual. Now we had a neighbor trying to be a nice neighbor. Brought in the uh, recycled cans and the garbage cans and set them by the furnace venting, shut the furnace down. I got too close. So that, and, uh, you know, of course, the uh, homeowner came home and the house was cold and the furnace isn't running and called for a service call and our guys go out and move the garbage cans. And unfortunately, have to charge them yeah. to move the garbage cans. Yes. Yeah. 
So, uh, again, nothing should be around bushes, trees, anything like that should be around that venting. Right. And definitely not covered. Some people put a screen over it or chicken wire, things like that. But in the winter, that can get steam forming on that chicken wire and freezes, and then we'll end up plugging the venting at that point. And then she discloses that they're not completely. Yeah. And, and then when, we, when that happens, the pressure switch says, I can't turn you on because I can't get any air. Yeah. Now, if you get bees in that, uh, you notice going in the vent, you know, it's different in the summer to cover that so that that stops the bees and then, you know, probably late August, pull that covering back off at that point to open it back up again. But we don't see a lot of animals getting no, in vent. We don't. You know, a lot of people worry about it, but we don't see mice or chipmunks or anything like that. Even they are smart enough to realize that they shouldn't go down that little tube. Yeah, they can smell it and go, this doesn't smell right. Yeah. Keep up. They make messes everywhere else. I have burrows underneath my stairs where the chipmunks have made their... But the dog's not digging anymore in your yard, right? No. I have a dig-free dog barrier. <laughs> it's called... So Tundra was trying to get out? Yeah, dig under the fence. So I had, I don't know, what would you say, six, six by three piece of grass, what was left of it, and dirt right by the fence. And uh, when I was out front working on the yard or whatever, she would she dig under... Did under the fence. Well, now we have two-inch flagstone. How she? How she feel about all this? Well, she she doesn't like it. She looks at it. She's walked on it a couple times, but now she stands it in the mulch and she takes a look. And she says, "I can't dig this." <laughs> yeah. So she's gonna wear her paws out if she tries to so dig. She's that. not happy with you. No, she's not happy at the moment. But I don't have to worry now that she can get out and uh, and it looks nice. He doesn't try to find a different area to get out, right? No. I thank Beamish. They did a beautiful job. Uh, flagstone around my flag rock yep. that I've got and then did that. And uh, some old flagstone that was there by in front of my air conditioner, um, they re-sanded it and made it. So now when I drive the riding lawnmower over it, they don't flip out. So they did a good job. Nice. It looks looks nice. I have one more project to do, and I'm done for the spring. Get really? my sprinklers in, and I'm all finished up. Okay. Um, now, this one's a quick one I'm going to give you. It says, do you sell Frigidaire window air conditioners, 28,000 BTU? We do not sell window air conditioners, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Um, then do you sell anything that's compatible or that would work for that? Well, not that goes into a sleeve unit or anything like that. The only thing that we could recommend would be like ductless, like a Mitsubishi. So you could get a 28,000 BTU ductless, or it'd be a 30,000. It'd be a 30,000 and would rock that little window air conditioner. So that window air conditioner is very noisy, uh, but these ductless units are exceptionally quiet. They run on a different, they run on a two-fold circuit instead of just a single like that air conditioner does. So, but... Uh, they're much more efficient as well, so they'll use, I'm going to suggest, probably anywhere from 70 to 80% less hydro than what that window air can use. Yeah, because this would be 110, could be 220, but now the the uh, Mitsubishi or the, the uh, ductless will be 220. Yeah. will be 220 for sure. 
Well, again, if you have, as you've heard from these questions, if you have questions, please email them in to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com. And listen, next Saturday as we answer your question live on the radio. So send those in to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com. And Mr. Gilbert will give his wisdom because we're thankful for him today. He'll give his wisdom for your question and answer that for you. I'll do my best. All right. Well, we'll be right back after one of Steve's not gold medal winning songs, but one of his songs right after these short messages. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say stay this way my hat is off won't you stand up and take the bow and if you threw a party invited everyone you knew well you would see the biggest gift would be for me well, welcome back that, I would say, Steve, might be a gold medal winning it is, song. because the guy's name is Andrew Gold, so of course it's a gold medal winning song. Thank you for being a friend. So, Steve, thank you for being a friend. But uh, well, that one I would have probably picked for that theme. So, really? Yeah, that, that is a good song. I, oh, I do not, like that. Not, not, not the family song. You wouldn't have picked that. No, I would not have picked that. Or the... Ditto, is it? Dido. Dido. Yeah. Wow, you just don't get it, right? So, well, ditto. There was a ditto machine. You remember the ditto machine? D I T T O. D I D O. Oh, okay. So, Dido. Yes, maybe if you listen to Dido, you would appreciate uh, just exactly, uh, you know, her music. Because it's great. Now, what era is, is she from? Like, she's British. Well, that doesn't tell me an era. Like, is she from the seventies, the eighties, or are we talking in above two thousand? She's been she's been singing. I think she's in the nineties, two thousands, and current as well, right? All right. Well, I'll have to see if if, uh, if I can listen to that finder somewhere. You don't find it because you'll you'll know a lot of her songs actually. Just you you just don't realize it. It's okay. <laughs> so. And a question came in. Why would I want to install an HRV TPD? What's TPD stand for? Uh, top port damper. So they're all off the top. It actually takes less room. So a normal HRV has the, the ports are off the ends. And so that unit roughly is about, I don't know, 30 inches, maybe 36 inches wide. And then when you take the when you take the tubes off the ends, it really takes up about eight feet. So if you don't have the room, which a lot of people don't these days, these TPD units, everything comes off the top. So all the ports are from the top. It's much more compact. So now it can fit in a 30-inch space, not take up eight feet. Now are they more efficient? It depends on the on the model number. So. You really, it, it, depending on the model number, you really have to do some research on this. They they can be as efficient, but 
Typically, when you stretch out the core the other way, it's they get there's more room inside that box. The the non-TPDs are going to be a little bit more efficient than the than the TPD units. And do uh, cost-wise, do they cost more than the Identical. other ones? Yeah, they should be the same. So if you had a choice between a the top port damper. And what's the other ones? M port damper? Oh, they're just 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 a, the HRV. Yeah. Space is the reason why you would Space use it. Yes. And efficiency. When you're talking HRVs, you know, on the recovery, active recovery, um, you know, if you if you have to hit energy, if you want to, if you're looking for an energy star, you're going to be at an 80 percent model. But most of them are hitting around 70 uh, in the 70s. So you're going to get 10 percent more to hit energy star. In the grand scheme of things, it, I don't really think it makes that much difference unless you, you need energy star rated, in which case then you need that. So you would you would check the rating on that, and we just we, we would look that up prior to what you want. So if you state that you want a TPD unit and you want energy star, I have to look that up to make sure they offer one. And is it going to be the right size for your house? Maybe, maybe not. You may. You may get more HRV than you bargained for, but that's that. You know, you, oversizing is not the end of the world on an HRV. And uh, and how do you size an HRV? Is it? So there's a couple different there's a couple different ways. Uh, one way we do is typically it's called room count. So I would count habitable rooms in a house, and I take a calculation and figure it out from that. That's an easy, quick method of sizing. The other way is to do a, uh, we would do a, a basically a load calculation, and then I would do a volume count to see how much air is in the house. And there's a more mathematical uh, method which is done through through that. So that takes longer to do, but both are acceptable ways of sizing HRVs. And then your dock and it's CFM, CFM cubic feet per minute. So you can get like a hundred, uh, one fifty, two hundred. Yeah. So nowadays they make they make. 95, 150, 175, 200, 260, uh, 300. So, and 300 is a lot of air to move. So, um, and usually when you get into the 300, there'll be a double core, and so that HRV is much longer. You need a lot of space for that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the unit itself could be six feet long. Yes. So, and then you come off the ends because they don't make that 300 in a top port. Now these things need maintenance, or you just put them oh in? Oh my for goodness, that? yes, they need, and that's probably more HRVs are replaced because of lack of maintenance than anything else. Because you have one in your house, you sell your house, the new homeowner has no idea what that thing does, and they just forget about it. They don't do anything with it, and it's a fault on us as gas technicians. We come in and we don't ask the question. When's the last time you you, you cleaned you cleaned your core on your HRV? Well, what's that? Yeah. So if they're not asking the question to the homeowner, the homeowner probably doesn't know what it is, and then that just compounds the problem because the longer it sits there, um, that motor is probably going to seize up. If the motor seizes up, then you're in a costly repair, or um, the cores typically don't go bad because they're made out of aluminum. But regardless, it, they need maintenance. They need that core needs to come out once a year and be cleaned. And there's two pre-filters in there that need to be cleaned as well. And you should be checking your hood outside. Absolutely. Because it can get plugged with grass and leaves and and even uh, bees as well on that one. So, yeah. so it is something to look at. So 
TPD, Top Port Damper. Yes. And what's HRV stand for? Heat Recovery Ventilation. So, and you call it a air? I call it a fresh air machine. Yeah. yeah. Or there's ERV, which is Energy Recovery Ventilation. And that's for people like me who run it during Year the summer. One. Yes. So, now keep in mind that the the HRV, the main heat exchanger, the main core, uh, has probably a lifetime guarantee on it. An ERV has a 10-year guarantee on it, and that's because they're made out of two different materials. Uh, the HRV is a, has a metal core typically. The ERV has a paper core. So it doesn't last as long. Yeah. So over time, it's going to deteriorate and break down. And the core is made so that the air never transfers to each other? That's right. They are, they're, they're, they're apart. They come in close proximity, but they never mix. And it's just the heat that's transferring. So as the air is going out, the heat is transferred to the air coming in. So it pre-warms it up that's right. as it comes in. Yes. And then in the summer, it's the opposite. Yes. It, it, the air not conditioning. For the ERV, anyways, not right. for the HRV. Not for the HRV. Well, that's good. There we learn something today from the wisdom of my friend, Mr. Steve Gilbert, who I'm thankful for today to be wow. as a member of the right. show. Wow. And, yeah, yes. yeah. Picking his thankful songs. That's right. It's just a thankful day. It is. It's so, Easter weekend, man. Yeah. Yep. Got lots to be thankful for. Even in this pandemic, we have lots to be thankful for. No, I'm thankful that I took the week off to get all my summer chores and spring chores done and the garage washed out. And wow. So and now I can just enjoy the summer. And you played golf. And I got nine holes of golf in. Now, what did I shoot? 55. Right, that's an opening round. Yeah, so I wasn't too disappointed. And that was with a nine on the first hole. What? Yeah. Yeah, well, the first ball went left off a tree and back almost to where I teed off from. <laughs> so that was where were your kids in the car? Uh, no, they were watching, laughing. They sure they were. Brandon hits it, you know, straight down the middle of the fairway. Jesse's farther than me, so I'm the only one that's way back. But but we had we had a lot of fun. Took nine on that hole, then had a par in the next hole, and then got things rolling. Good. Nice. And I, I had you, uh, you were, you know, because you were thankful for me, you gave me a, what do you call I did, it? I did you a, a spy. Finder, yeah. And uh, I used, work? yeah, it just, the, you know, the distance it said and the distance I hit it didn't match, <laughs> but but it did work. Yeah, it worked oh, really well. You got your pen secret. Yeah. What so, did the kid say about that? What she does, does. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon just looked at me and said, really, Dad, you think that's going to help you? <laughs> I said, well, at least knowledge, I, knowledge is power. Yeah, at least yeah. I know how far it is away. Yeah. <laughs> so when I'm 50 yards short, I go, okay. I, I need to take a different call next yeah. time. Yeah. No, but it was a lot of fun. We had we had a good time out there. Good. So remember, if you want your questions answered on the show, send them in to peter.inch at serviceexperts.com, and we will answer those. And we'll be right back after these short messages. So bad. 
Steve, what song? That was Dido. Dido, not Ditto. Dido. Dido. And the song was Thank You. So, <laughs> have you watched the video for that? Because that's really confusing. She's getting evicted and then she's playing a thank you song. Yeah. And just, yeah. So, even though things are bad, there's still things to be thankful for. Yeah, it confused me when I first started watching it. I'm going, okay, where's this going? Okay. But I'll listen to more of her music because you say I yeah. I should. You should. Absolutely you should. Yes. So we had a question come in about dehumidifiers. Said, what is a whole home dehumidifier? How does it differ from a regular dehumidifier? And at what circumstances would you recommend to install one? So when you're referring to a regular dehumidifier, you are referring to a room dehumidifier which nine times out of ten is in people's basements, right? Yep, and then it's, you know, you're emptying a bucket or there's a hose to a drain. So that is a room dehumidifier. So it's designed to do that room, okay? Will it do the entire house? Only if only if it has access to that. So if the basement was opened up or you had a furnace fan running to circulate air throughout the house so they could equalize the moisture, then it could do more. But it's designed to do a room not designed to do the entire house. A whole home dehumidifier is actually ducted into your furnace. So we take air out of the return, air of the furnace, and we have a sensor on there, and it's designed, you set it, it's designed to take the humidity out of the entire house at one central location. So like your room dehumidifier, which sits in the basement, this is attached to the furnace. It interlocks with the furnace, which just means when it wants to turn on, it's going to turn the furnace fan on with it in order to pull air and start dehumidifying. So uh, it is a true whole home because it does the entire house dehumidifier. And because it's ducted in and out of the furnace, it's designed to do that properly. And then we have the drain, which is set there, and we drain it away as well. Is it noisy? Um, there, it's, well... It's not quiet. It's not quiet. It's, I mean, you, you, you spend a lot of money to get a quiet furnace um, you, you're gonna you're gonna hear it when it runs. Obviously, you'll hear it when you're, when you're in the basement, like you would hear your own humidifier, because there's a there is a compressor in there, and whenever there's a compressor, it's gonna make some noise. They do a pretty good job uh, keeping them quiet, and we do whatever we can to to isolate and keep them quiet by, you know, we can we can put in uh, flux connectors to keep it separate from the duct so that there's no vibration transfer. But and then they do produce some heat though. Yes, so. It's very important that you size them properly. So just because you want a lot of moisture taken out doesn't mean to put the biggest model in because with the biggest model in, that compressor creates heat and it actually will put heat back in your duct system. So you just have to be careful with that. So you have to size it correctly. And is there, so as it's dehumidifying, it's obviously taking water out. Right. So is there a drain? It has to be hooked up to a drain? Yeah, it has to be hooked to a drain because it is removing moisture. Now, is it, can it go to a condensate pump and be pumped, or is there too much to do that? No, it can be. You can put it to a condensate pump and pump it. Yeah. So as long as it as long as it has the right height um, above, then you can connect it to the condensate pump, which everything else is connected to. And then we have to. We always got to worry a little bit. Um, 
we see a lot of people as they're running the line from the condensate pump to the sink, they use zip ties or something and they end up tightening them too much and end up pinching. It off. Yes. Uh, and it may work, it may pump, but over time that pinched area will start to build up with dirt and debris. Yes. And at one point it will end up plugging it. And our pumps have safety devices on them that will shut down the furnace um, so that you don't flood the basement. Right. Now, we ask customers if they want that on the heating and cooling side or just on the cooling side. Right. Because if you were away and that pump uh, flooded, it would shut your furnace down and you would have no heat. Right. And you, um, so that maybe with no air conditioning, but certainly you're going to want the you're going to want the heat to run, right? Yeah. yeah. And we recommend every time you get new equipment to replace that pump. Right. Because if for the cost of it, it's pretty inexpensive when we're installing something, and it's like triple that cost if we have to do it, you know, as a service call. Right. So you're better to replace it at that time. Yes, sir. Okay, the next one is the plumbing. So we'll see if you're as good as the godfather. No one is as good as Dan, so just we'll just we'll just clear that up right off the bat. Yeah. So yeah. So it says, how can I save money in the regards to my water bill? Is this a plumbing issue, or is uh, I need to have them come out and do an assessment of my home? Now I'll I'll lead into it a little bit. How much water, or what could a leaky toilet fill? A swimming pool. A swimming pool. Yep. So one toilet leaking over a year can fill a swimming pool. That's right. Yeah. And people that's, that's, people kind of look at you like, are you kidding me? No, seriously. It, um, and you don't realize it's, it's producing that much water because you just don't you just don't know. But it's unbelievable how much water comes out of a comes out of the toilet when it's running. Yeah. And why you don't notice is it is the water just kind of fills or, or flows down as a sheet right. into the toilet, and it doesn't ripple it, so you're not really noticing it. Right. Um, but you have one, two, three toilets in a house. Yes. That, that can add up to four. And you're paying for the water coming into the toilet. And going up. And you also pay a sewer charge going yes. up. So that can affect your water bill. Absolutely, it can. Dripping tap? Yep. Can't do it. Just a leaky a leaky tap. Just, you know, you want to know how much water, just put a cup under it. And watch how fast it fills it up. And that can even be leaking outside. Yep. And, and you, you know, you're not really paying attention and it's just dripping. Yes. Um, what else could cause their, their bills to be high? Oh, so um, sometimes, well, if they have a, if they have a, a backup water jet sump pump, without the alarm and they don't know that it's the one that's running the sump pump because their original pump failed. Uh, they'll use an awful lot of water, especially when we're in these, these high use high use sump pump uh, times, which is in the spring and in the fall. So that's one. I would have to think that, what did we say? We said toilet. Toilet. Leaky tap. Leaky tap. Water jet sump water pump. Jet, sump pump. Sprinkler system, if they have it. Yeah, could have a leak in it and you don't even realize it. Yeah, could be leaking underground and you're not, not aware of it. Right, so, you know, it's, it's important because you, you all you, you have a water meter, and so if everything is shut off in the house and that dial's turning, that should, you got a problem somewhere. So, 
you need to you need to be cognizant of that. And so if that's happening, you need to find out where that water is going, especially if you know you've got everything turned off. And so just that's your telltale sign. So what's going on, right? Yeah, and you can have a leaky pipe. Yep. And it's no and it's destroying something and you're not aware of it. Right. Um, you know, it's in the wall and it's not leaking through the wall, but it's leaking in the wall and you know, uh, breaking down the two by fours and the headers and the foot. An, an old bypass humidifier. Yeah. So maybe that float, you've got something wedged underneath there to kind of stop it from, from running and it's just dripping. That's that's a water use as well. Yeah, we always see the front of the ductwork is rusted out almost because uh, it's been leaking or overflowing or things like that. So that's a few things. Now we have um, toilet tablets as well as peel strips that you can put into the back of the tank of a toilet to see if it's leaking. Yep. You can use uh, food coloring. You can use a tea bag. You know, there's all kinds. Anything that will change the color and you put it in the back for 20 minutes, you open up the um, toilet seat and if you see any of that coloring in the bowl, then it's leaking. If you see no coloring in the bowl, that's great. Flush it couple of times to get rid of what you put in the tank and then you're good to go. But uh, it's amazing how many do leak. Right. Even new products. Yeah. Even brand new products. Yes. Yeah. And depending on the age of the toilet, it may be worth better replacing the whole toilet than trying to, you know, people say, well, I'll put a new flapper in. No, you really need to do a rebuild of the toilet. Or you need to put a new toilet in. So we have a tank rebuild, which is a flush valve and the flapper and just replacing everything in there that could cause a, a leak. Because if you do one, a year later, you'll be doing the other. So you might as well do them all at the same time. So let's say I don't buy my toilet from you, but I get it from a big box store. Can we put them in? Yep, we will install it but we don't warranty it. Right. So if that toilet leaks, let's say a month in, then you got to take that toilet back to the big box store to get a new one. Um, where if we do it, we install it, then we're taking it out and putting a new one in at that point. Right. And we get that a lot. You know, I, I was out shopping this week, Steve, while I was off, I got a new potato peeler. Nice. You know, but I went in to buy, uh, what do you call, like a mat for the kitchen drawers mm -hmm. so that everything stops moving around. But then when I was there, I got a potato peeler and an egg. I call it an egg McMuffin circle. Oh, is that right? You know, so a couple yeah, you make the perfect egg McMuffin. That's right. Nice. So, you know, I'm doing, the, but I'm sitting there thinking this is exactly what happens when you go into a big box store. You go to buy something and then you end up buying three or four more things. Right. Uh, but you have to remember, if it breaks down, what do you do? You know, yeah. Who who's going to come out? Who you call? Ghostbusters. Yeah. Now we should mention we have our 10% off for our first responders appreciation discount. We also have our military discounts. Uh, whether you're active or a veteran, that's 10% off as well. We have our Energy Star water heater as low as 1985 a month. And that's an example of prices increase, you know, where we were, that was 1874 uh, for a long time, and now it's 1985. And, and we're seeing equipment shortages. 
We're seeing increase in uh, the price of equipment, but as well as copper and ABF pipe, PVC pipe, all of that is, you know, average was like a 2 to 3% increase. Now the average is more like a, a 10 to 15% increase. Right. So, you know, I, I nobody's going to buy anything cheaper than they will at this present time because everything just keeps going through the roof. It's like, crazy, right? Yeah, and, you know, I've been in it 42 years now and never seen anything like this in those 42 years. So... Uh, we also got 50% off a of repair, so if you get a repair done, you can get $50 off that. And we have our $500 next day install guarantee on selected heating and cooling systems. Right. And we have the thankful Steve Gilbert promotion, where Steve's thankful for all of our listeners listening today. I absolutely I'm thankful for anybody that listens to our program. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate it so much that we're able to do this show. You know, I came in from vacation just because our listeners mean so much. And, and we're I'm closing so, out with a with a Canadian icon and, and, and song. And and what song is that? The song is Thank You. <laughs> and the singer? Alanis Morissette. Yes. Icon. She Canadian icon. She is. Well, Steve, we thank you for picking the songs this week. Really appreciate that. When we're not on the radio, you can reach us by calling in London or St. Thomas at 519-681-2450 or in Sarnia at 519-786-2373 or always at 1-866-EXPERT. You can go online at RoyInch.com and book an appointment or listen to a podcast of this show by hitting the company tab, then the about us tab, and you'll see the inch by inch button. As we say at the shop, life is hard, buy the yard, buy from inch, life's a cinch. We'll see you next week. How about them trends?